How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 537 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell and Amanda and I are having a cliche battle. What does that mean? Well, my brain is a very silly place and I said that we should each make lists of romance cliches, tropes and archetypes and try to name them at each other without repeating. Is this the strangest thing my brain has come up with this week? Probably not, but it was a lot of fun. So can you out-cliche the two of us? The heat will be on. Hello and thank you to our Patreon community. Hi, folks. If you've supported the show, you keep me going. You make sure every episode has a transcript from Garlic Knitter. Hi, Garlic Knitter. And you have bonus episodes and a Discord. And the Discord is a sunny, lovely, welcoming place. So if you would like to join the Patreon community, have a look at Patreon dot com slash smart bitches and hello to roxana who is our newest member i also want to say a very special hello to two seniors at my son's high school hello anjali and sam i'm so excited that you found the website and that you listened to the podcast welcome to the romance genre if i can help you with book recs you know who to ask this episode is brought to you in part by Next Evo Naturals. If you've been thinking about trying CBD or you've been hearing a lot about the benefits of CBD, may I suggest trying Next Evo Naturals. Next Evo Naturals are unique CBD gummies that were developed to be fast acting and effective. There are two kinds, one for stress and one for sleep. And you know which one I tried first. I am all about getting a good night's sleep. CBD can help when you have trouble sleeping and it helps me relax so I fall asleep easier and I stay asleep longer. Next Evo Naturals were developed with smart sorb technology that improves and speeds up the CBD absorption so that I feel the difference in as little as 10 minutes. I have tried so many CBD products to help me relax and fall asleep and Next Evo is one of the most effective I've experienced. The triple action CBD sleep helps me get more refreshing sleep naturally. Not only is there CBD to calm my brain down, but 
the gummy also includes fast acting melatonin so I get to sleep fast and then I stay asleep longer and I wake up feeling like I had really good sleep because I did. Get a better night's rest and a better day tomorrow with products from Next Evo Naturals. For up to 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more, use promo code Sarah at nextevo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com. Promo code Sarah. This episode is brought to you in part by Athletic Greens. If you are looking for an all-in-one supplement that contains everything you need to start your day and you would like one that tastes good, take a look at Athletic Greens. I started taking Athletic Greens because it is so easy. It contains everything I want in a supplement. It's fast and it tastes good. First thing in the morning, one scoop, cold water, and I'm done. It is so simple and my stomach never gets upset either. Athletic Greens is lifestyle friendly. It's vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, and contains less than a gram of sugar with no GMOs. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is a climate-neutral certified company. It's also great for travel. The convenient travel packs are easy to bring along with you, and I use them when I'm changing time zones, and I don't know when I'll be hungry or what will be available when I am. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Sarah. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Sarah to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, are you ready for the cliche battle? It's going down. I'm yelling about cliches. On with the podcast. That's not your house. It's not. I'm at Brian's. We had our first in-person D&D session yesterday. Ooh, how did it go? It went so well. Um, I've never played in person before. Um, <laughs> it's always been over Discord. Makes sense, but still pretty awesome. Yeah, there were five of us and Brian was DMing and we had snacks. I think we played from about 1.30, 1.45 to like 5 o'clock. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Have you played Flamecraft yet? We did. We Tell did. me what you think, because I still have mine in the box. So uh, Brian and I played it. It is a lot of fun. It's very cute. It doesn't feel like uber competitive. You are competing against each other, but like it's pretty low stakes. I thought I was going to win, and Brian did some crafty shit in the last round and and wound up winning it's beautiful the game is beautiful cool. with the art and the play mat um but yeah we played it over the weekend it was really fun i liked it awesome well worth backing the uh the kickstarter yeah and uh hot dog the little plush dragon is on my nightstand at brian's Aww. house right next to a, a giant bouquet of blooming peonies so i'll send Aww. a photo yeah, please send a photo. That's adorable. Of hot dog and the peony. So how many titles have you not mentioned since the strike began this week? Well, the Hide Your Wallet, which is going up on Tuesday, we had one title that we had to remove. Mm -hmm. And then today there was one title in Books on Sale that I didn't include. I had to remove two or three titles from the podcast on Friday. Yep. Um, and then there was another title I was going to feature in books on sale tomorrow because I'm going to New York. So I'm setting it up now uh, that I wound up removing because I realized that was also a HarperCollins. Title. So right now in the last 
since Thursday, I would say roughly half a dozen yeah. to a little bit more that I've had to take out of posts and stuff like that. Well, you are saving my bacon today because uh, last week I produced, edited, and completed a podcast for this week, <laughs> November 18th, which is in four days, five days if you can count today. And uh, it's a Karina Press author, so I have to pause the podcast. And to this person's credit, they were extremely understanding and 100% supportive of the union. And in the interviews that I've done with other authors and other editors at other houses since the strike started, they have been extremely clear in their support of the union. And it sucks. It feels so shitty. But I won't cross the picket line, so I'm pausing the episode mm-hmm. until there is an agreement, and I, w- I won't cross their picket line. They have, This is what they've asked. This is what we'll do. You are saving my bacon because I need this episode for this week. Usually, I don't rec- record week of. Yeah. Um, this is a holdover from having had toddlers, right? You make all these plans, right? You think you've planned out your week, and then somebody's <laughs> going to throw up, somebody's going to get a fever, somebody's going to miss school, and all of your plans are gone. So I try very hard not to leave things to the last minute because last minute last minute does not go well so uh this is this is very close for me it's like four days but it's very close to me yeah. so thank you for saving my bacon today no problem and look not to brag but i'm an easy edit yeah for the most part <laughs> very easy so we are going to do a challenge yes which i'm i should have asked the rules beforehand i will explain the rules yeah I made like, it what's up. the difference What's the difference between a cliche and a trope? Or are they the same thing? We're going to go with the same. So here are the rules. We each have a list of cliches and tropes and things that are commonly found in romance. And we're going to go back and forth. So I'm going to name one. We can't repeat. And if you say one that's on my list, I have to take it off. Yeah. And if I say one that's on your list, you have to take yours off. And first one to run out loses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for example, here are some examples of good cliches and tropes that I like that as as a sample. Kissing in the rain, always good. Mm -hmm. Food and drink sharing or caretaking. But there are some that are just abysmal and I am ready. All right. Do you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay. Go for it. I'm listening. I went more like cliche wise, but I can rattle off tropes. So that's fine. Um, He or she released a breath. They didn't know they were holding. Oh, well played. An excellent (laughs) opening salvo. I am deeply impressed. (laughs) Well played. Okay. Mm. Orgasms have cured her insert ailment here. Now, when I was doing research, because I wasn't sure if this had a proper name. I did find on Reddit this called magic healing cock, which is heteronormative and is, you know, is sure. is very specifically tied to male appendage. But I want to call out a specific comment by a Redditor named Goosebook, quote, I'm not Scrooge. I think fanfic can have a little magical dick as a treat. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Orgasms have cured her problems one good orgasm and and you're all good um another one i had was uh someone was kissed or 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 borked senseless Ooh, like she gets kissed and she can't think straight yeah oh yeah i've read that before okay 
I hate all women because one particular woman was terrible. Because if, listen, y'all, if women did that for shitty men, birth rates would plummet. (laughs) But in a romance, one woman being terrible is enough for the hero to write off all women. And it's fine. No one calls him out on being a misogynist tool. (laughs) I have a similar one. So I don't know if this is similar. I have a follow up. Okay. But I also had uh, a woman swearing off any man from a certain profession. Oh, I think that's related, but not the same. So those are worth a point. Like, (laughs) oh, I was, you know, my heart was broken by a fireman. So I'm never dating another fireman again. Now, I understand it if someone is trying to avoid a person who is in a career path that for them yeah. has meant not great things. Like my dad was a, a okay, so obviously the first responder professions, this comes up a lot. Yeah. My dad, my dad was an accountant and I never saw him between <laughs> February and April. And I'm not willing to lose two months of my life to account. Yeah. Anyone who's listening, who's an accountant, you're fabulous. I'm not actually serious that this applies to you. This is the, the reasoning the, is, is like, I was broken up with by someone a, who works this job. Yes. <laughs> my barista broke my heart. So I've never been to Starbucks no again. No more <laughs> I can't ever have another cup of coffee. Yes. <laughs> okay. Every heroine has a flat stomach. Oh, a tight, a tight tummy. Yes. And her flat stomach, always. Why? That, ugh, that's something okay. I wish we could get rid of in, in the genre altogether. This, this very low key, but consistent anti-fat bias. I remember, I even remember, um, older Jude Devereaux novels where like the heroine, like, for example, in, uh, Night in Shining Armor, she goes back in time and she's not eating as much. And she starts talking about how she has interesting hollows in her cheeks. And I'm like, you're starving. You are undernourished. This is not sexy. The first, the first heroine or like the first author that I remember reading who was like, my heroines unabashedly love food. And that's okay. Is oh, yeah. Jennifer Cruzy? Jennifer yes. Cruzy has some women who love food. You know, they're not flat tummies necessarily. Nope. That was one of the first one I remember. I remember speci- that the. I even remember that making such an impression on me that like donuts were the thing, right? The heroine in yeah. I think Bet Me loves donuts. Like I even remember the food. All right. So tangentially related to flat tummies. Is they have flat tummies, but they also have curves in all the right places. Where where are the right places? Where's, but what's the wrong place to have a curve? Like a goiter on your neck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what is the, where are the wrong not places? allowed to have curves? One of the greatest things I did this summer, this is a shade TMI, I apologize. One of the greatest <laughs> things I did this summer is when we were on vacation, we went to nude beaches. If you want to get over your body images, just be around lots and lots of naked people. We are all so interestingly funny looking in each on our own individual ways. Everyone looks different and everyone is fine. I went to a, a clothing optional swimming hole in Texas. Ooh, it's fun, yeah. right? Yeah, I did. It's called Hippie Hollow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. What, what else would it be called? And I didn't know that in Texas, because it gets so hot, um, you have to make reservations for like the swimming places to go to. And we didn't know that. So all the places were booked. And the only place open was the clothing optional Hippie Hollow. So we just went. I feel like Hippie Hollow could be a cliche. (laughs) My next round. Mm -hmm. 
The X is evil. Oh, that was on my list. Yeah, sorry. I took that one from you. Yep. The X is always evil. One of the things that, um, so this week's, let me back up, this week's bonus episode is me talking about Season of Love by Helena Greer. And I did an interview with Helena and with her editor, Sam Brody, which, which is coming up in a future episode, because this is, this was Sam's, Sam Brody's first acquisition as an editor. Oh, congrats, Sam. It's right. It's such a cute conversation. But one of the things that happens in that book is that one of the heroines is with somebody that's just not right for them. And their ex is very icy and controlled and very wealthy, but also a normal human with feelings and she's not evil. And I was like, oh, yeah. I love this. Just line the trope up exactly the way I think it's going to go and then take like take a 180 I and not think, do that. I think it was Rosaline Palmer, the heroine's bisexual and she has a kid. And the person that she was with, I think it was like Lauren or Laura maybe, um, is still like present in their lives. And But like there's no like really bad blood or anything like yeah. that. It's, it was very nice. I had the, the Uber ambitious like businesswoman who has no time for love she's just too busy <laughs> i have no time for love <laughs> too yes. busy to form attachments yeah i feel like you see this more often with women like heroines rather than a than a hero right because you know women can't have it all you can't be successful in your career but also have time for romance that was one of the things I appreciated so much about Julie James's novels. Sometimes part of the conflict was that both of them were very good at their jobs. They both liked their jobs and they were busy. They were busy people. Like, and making a relationship work meant being being scheduled to have drinks for half an hour because that's the only time you've got that day. But I I really liked that was part of the conflict that we're busy. We both have, and and all of the characters in her novels have careers that are like very time consuming, but they like their careers. They're very happy and they're and they're ambitious without it being a bad thing. Yeah, I was reading somebody talking about how, you know, you know how there's a, a, a sort of a pipeline from wellness influencers to like full on QAnon conspiracy. And um, I don't remember where I saw this. I'll have to find it when I am editing. But somebody on Twitter was saying, yeah, it's it's like, you know, the whole women in the kitchen thing has been transformed into the sacred female energy must guard the hearth of each home. And I was talking about this. That's exhausting. I know, right? And I was like, I'm not guarding the goddamn hearth. I'm busy. Also, I forgot to tell you, I have a new rule. I have a second rule. So I have an older rule. I think I've told you this. Like right after 2001, I said that I do not allow white men in suits to tell me things on TV screens. So if it's yeah. a white dude in a suit on TV, I do not let them tell me things. Now, this is this does not apply to most meteorologists because they take their suit jackets off. They're usually just wearing a tie. <laughs> so that's fine. I'll listen to meteorologists. But I don't let white dudes in suits tell me things on TV screens. And that's an old rule. Like, that's a 20-year-old rule. Yeah. New rule. I do not let white women on social media tell me what to eat. Mm-hmm. It's a good rule. I invite everyone to adopt this rule. Don't let a white lady, especially if she's got like a lot of influencer signals and wellness signals, don't let a, <laughs> don't let a white lady on social media tell you what to eat. Unless it's us and we're sharing recipes. <laughs> this is a tricky one. And I, if this has a proper name, it has a, it, okay, so it has a proper name, but it's a very specific incarnation of this trope. So you have love at first sight 
signaled by some kind of physical change. So it's faded mates, but I can see in color. My heart starts beating. Um, my horns do had, something that would proclaim that my was, horniness. <laughs> you can ejaculate now. That's, that was another one. <laughs> that, was, that was my absolute favorite. <laughs> Telling that to someone and they're like, wait, what? I'm like, it's a real thing. It's like when the fire department comes along to like flush all the hydrants and they undo <laughs> cap and there's just water everywhere. <laughs> just, just, you have to think like, I know this is going to be gross. They still orgasm. They just don't ejaculate. But do they got to like drain snake it? Like, is there some sort of like build up that they need? To- is there some sort of storage compartment? Or, you know, like when you use lotion, you haven't used lotion for a while. And there's like that hard piece of lotion. My hair product you go- every morning, every morning. I've got to go find the little nubbin of is hair it product. like that? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot like that. It's exactly I like that. I had one similar to that in that like they feel a spark of electricity when they're when they like touch at first right. you know How what is that i mean just not static because you wore socks on the carpet also uh brian just texted me and he's like i can't believe you just said that about <laughs> me hi brian <laughs> welcome to recording a podcast with me sorry <laughs> it's like the hard lotion thing <laughs> i gotta fill them in about what i'm talking about yeah sorry brian okay should I pick another? Did the hand thing count or was that too similar to your physiology? No, I don't think I don't think that's okay. too similar because there's okay. always like their fingers it touched felt, and she yeah. felt a zing. And I was like, okay, yeah. okay, you were just rubbing your feet on the carpet. That's what that <laughs> I don't think this has a has a proper name, but this is a this is a trope that's in romance and in a lot of movies, and I hate it so much. If I keep bothering her, she'll change her mind. That's also in real life. <laughs> oh, for sure. And it's often, it, sometimes it's like, it's called pining or he yearns for her in the, in the cover copy. And then you get into the book and I'm like, no, this is actually stalking. If I keep bothering her, she'll change her mind. Mm-mm. No, thank you. I have a, another, I have an obvious one. Uh, danger makes me horny. Danger boner. Yes, absolutely. All right. Here's a real simple, obvious one. Yeah. Love triangle. No thanks. I feel like we've got we've thankfully kind of moved away a little bit from the love triangle. They yes. were really popular for a while. They really were. And I think that part of that is that it was really obvious tension, right? Does she choose this guy or does yeah. she choose that guy? But I there mean, was always an obvious choice. Oh, there was always an obvious choice. And it makes me think of well, first, the uh, the biggest love triangle that I remember when all of a sudden teenagers used to get their own TV shows was the the Brenda um, Kelly love triangle on 90210. Like that oh, was, I never watched 90210. Wow. It was extremely 90s. Like I was a general hospital girl for a while. How many love triangles on general hospital? I feel like there were a few. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it's easy tension, right? Yeah. All right. Um, uh, twee small town names. Oh, like Hippie yeah. Hollow. Hippie Hollow. Like Thistle Spring. Christmas like. Town. <laughs> I want, I want a series of romances that are set in like Big Bone Lick State Park, which is in <laughs> Kentucky. Or my personal favorite, Blue Balls, Pennsylvania, which is down the road from Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Ooh. They're all in Amish country, so no stupping. Oh, my God. But yeah, that would be amazing. Twee, the, the small town name that's sort of 
Like, should we just blame Stars Hollow and Gilmore Girls for this? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll write a small town and I'll name it like Rumble Strip. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's the population of Rumble Strip? 69,420 <laughs> people. Obvs. <laughs> All right. Now yeah. you can call me, you can call Fowl on this one, but I had this listed okay. separately. Okay. So I said earlier, orgasms cured her physical ailment yeah. here. Good sex overcomes infertility. Yeah. I would, I don't think they're the same. I don't think they're the same either, specifically because the infertility issues are almost always addressed by like some kind of surprise baby. Yeah. At some point. And I, I don't like it as someone who went through infertility. It makes me really, really mad. Like, do you know what overcomes infertility? A lot of intervention and a whole rocket line of doctors helping you get pregnant, plus shots, patches, and some other stuff. So yeah, it's not just one good, you know, visit to Bone Town. Although we could write a small town romance and call it, set it in Bone Town. That should be our, if we ever do a charity anthology, like the Smart Bitches Charity Anthology, it's going to be Welcome to Bone Town. Welcome to Bone Town. Um... (laughs) I have the person I just had sex with is now my new boss or teacher. Oh, oh, you got me. Oh, you sunk my battleship. Number 18 on my list. We banged and now you are my teacher, tutor, power and balance role. Yeah. Well played. Oh, you got me. Thank you. You got me on that one. All right. Let me, let me strike through that one. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. We must bang so I get her out of my system. Yeah. I read that one a lot, right? Oh, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta, I, we just, we should just, we should just go to Bone Town and then I won't be bothered by pants feelings anymore. Now, I actually want to know, does this work? And it is the situation in which this is successful resting on the fact that when they go to Bone Town, it's so bad they never want to see each other again. It's like, ooh, that was awful. But yeah. my curiosity has been sated and we can move on. Yeah, your room is smelly and the sex was bad. Bye. <laughs> I work through my trauma by doing kinky stuff in the bedroom rather than seeing a therapist. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to look at my list and see if any of those overlap because, yes, I've done that. 
I, 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 a, I don't like it. And it's, it's like BDSM is the kink of the emotionally broken. No, all of the people I know who practice BDSM are like super, super good at recognizing boundaries and are deeply emotionally. Yeah. Communication. Communication. Like, what? Yeah. All right. This is my, I, I could, I could rant about this cliche and I haven't seen it in a long time. Thank God. But I could rant about this cliche for hours. I won't but I could. Any hero who says he has, quote, been too long without a woman, end quote. Remember those guys? Yeah, I'm sorry. Just rub one out in the shower like the rest of the world. You're not entitled to, (laughs) you're not entitled to a woman because you have, you know, itchy balls. Come on. Come on. Hate that. It's been too long without a woman. Thank you for identifying so many people as a repository. But also, isn't it interesting that there's plenty of like heroines who have like dry spells of like, I haven't dated in years, but like they don't experience the same thing of like. No, they're not entitled to it. Whereas these guys are like, oh, I've been too long without a woman. I should go find a vagina somewhere to put my penis into. Really? That's your thought process? Come on. Wow. So many of these cliches are deeply problematic, misogynistic and heteronormative, huh? This one's very niche. Um, I love so a good I can niche. pick another one. This one, it, most often in historicals, a marriage of convenience, but then the husband fucks right off. And then when he comes back, he's irritated at how well put together the heroine has become, whether in business or running the estate. You did fine without me, so I'm mad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was the one of the major plot lines of the first romance I ever read, which is both appalling and still works on me to this day. Okay. Pursuant to your BDSM statement, (laughs) being able to sense that someone you have just met is submissive and will like BDSM. Like sometimes it's even like a scent. Like what? The way she ordered that banana bread at the (laughs) coffee shop. I can tell she's submissive. Like, how do you know? How do you, how? How do you know? I don't understand. All right, your turn. Um, Similar to She Did Fine Without Me is she wins over the household. Like, married in, like, name only. And, of course, the minute she shows up at the house, like, all the staff, like, immediately fall in love with her. And it's like, there hasn't been a... Someone hasn't decorated for Christmas in a decade here. Look at her go. Like, (laughs) And, And in reality, it would make more sense to me that the person who has been running the household would be resentful of this new person walking in and saying, well, yep, it's my job now, even if that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. I just finished listening to a murder mystery. Please hold while I verify the publisher of this merit of this book before I mention <laughs> the title. All right. Um, Berkeley. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. So I just finished listening to Revenge in Rubies by Harry. It's a Harriet Gordon mystery by A.M. Stewart. Okay. I mentioned this in the bonus episode. So if someone's listened to the bonus episode, this will be a bit of a repeat. All three books in the series have different narrators, and I find this completely baffling. But so far, they're all pretty good. In the second one, a young woman marries an older man and comes with him. They're all set in Singapore in 1910 and comes to live with him in Singapore and his sister who has been running his house and raising his kid from his late wife and basically managing everything is told, well, you're done now and you should leave. And she was understandably 
very pissed off at her brother and did not like the new wife. And I thought, all right, this is the kind of juicy gossip mystery I can get into. Okay. My call. Looking at my list. All right. This is similar to the way she ordered that banana bread proved that she would enjoy (laughs) intense BDSM. Yeah. Being able to sense that a person is a virgin. Like there's a, <laughs> yeah. There is legitimately a hero. I can think of the, the author where the, the hero like caught her scent on the wind and knew that she was impure. And I was like, oh, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Does virginity have a scent? Is that what all what those creepy like? ass loves baby burritos? soft ads? Burritos. Virginity smells like burritos. Corn chips, maybe. <laughs> Mountain Dew Code Red. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> no, that's what it... Never mind. I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to leave that alone. Just back away, back away, back away, back away. All right, your turn. I only have two more. So you <gasps> might win out. I'm just going to say bakeries. Someone's always opening up a goddamn bakery. There is no limit to the number of bakeries and cupcake shops that Romance Landia small towns can support. I just want like a main street that's just nothing but bakeries. There's no bank. There's no post office. No. Mm-mm. It's just bakery. But it's all a very specific I mean, kind of baked goods so they don't step on each other's t- toes, right? Yeah. So we have the cupcake macarons. shop, the macaron shop, the cupcake yeah. shop, the, the, bread. the bread shop. Now, I am all about the idea of having specific specialty shops like the cheese shop, the bread shop, the bake, like that makes sense. But like sometimes they get so specific where it's just the one baked good. And I'm like, that seems like a, okay. That so seems like a Speaking problem. of little shops in Flamecraft, all the little shops have pun names. So one of the bread shops is called Critical Rolls. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's great. This is technically two, but I feel like okay. if I name one, it includes the other. Okay. A one-handed or no-handed orgasm. So most that work. So you you've read like the he he somehow reaches down between them and hits the spot exactly right, and then she just oh, goes yeah. off like a firework. I'm like, first of all, yeah, for sure. everybody every, every romance hero has double jointed elbows. This is my theory. But then there's the people where it's like just just one 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 journey up the, the the cinnabar cavern of love and it's like kaboom that's that's it this is where a lot of like sexual myths and they come make it from, sound so easy right and i'm like listen it, let's be real here that's not how that's not how a lot of people work with their bodies okay so this is my last one on my list um <gasps> The person you've been texting or chatting with online is actually your your nemesis. Ooh, I like that one. I know you do. I like that one <laughs> a lot. That's one of my favorites. Actually, in my list of good ones, I have, we do not like each other and we are stuck together and I do not like that you are competent. <laughs> it pisses me off that you're a competent coworker and I hate it because I, you know, I don't like it. Okay. So let me come up. I have a couple more here. Yeah. Secret baby. Of course. It'll never get old. Amnesia. Of course. Yeah. Of course. All right. I have have a list of 25. So I have like four. Oh my goodness. Four or five left. I I came to win. (laughs) You did. Yeah. And I'm, I am familiar with the competitive nature of one Amanda deal. So (laughs) 
I did research. I I like purposefully avoided like obvious ones because like oh I was like oh I know Sarah's gonna have this one. Oh I know Sarah's gonna have this one. All right. I don't know what to call this one. I have a suggestion, but maybe okay. you can help me come up with a name. I have a feeling and it is your fault. And so I will punish you for the fact that I'm having an emotion. Yeah. I call yeah. this punitive emotional constipation. Yeah. I've, I've read a, I don't like that one at all. I don't. <laughs> I've, read, I've seen several that are like that recently. I'm like, I'm, I just can't do this anymore. Like your feelings are not someone else's responsibility. See a therapist. Actually, that's number 22. No one mentions therapy, psychological or medical support. No one, barely anyone mentions periods either. Like it's like periods don't exist. There's a, there's a, um, there's an older book, two dudes and a, and a woman. And she's like, listen, I'm, uh, I feel like hell. You guys go hang out. I am not interested. Like go, go do some things. Two words. How many times have you read this? sex coach. I need you to teach me the ways of the sexing so that I can go and sex this other person. But And then, yeah, I do love that one, though. Yeah, me too. (laughs) But it's a very (laughs) common cliche. (laughs) Like that one. Like, do you think there are any, do you think there is any people like, I know you're not on, on like Tinder or Bumble or anything like that anymore, but do you think that there are People who are on dating apps who are like, listen, I don't want to date. I just want you to teach me how to go to Bone Town. I, I, I haven't come across any in my travels, but <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> the other ones I have here, not like other girls. Ugh, yuck. Not okay. a fan. Best friend's sibling. I don't like those at all. Especially, you can't fuck my little sister, you creep. Okay, well, why are you friends with this person that you don't trust with your sibling? But also, your sister is 24 years old. Like <laughs> She's a whole-ass human being who can make decisions for herself. Yeah. Yes, the general infantilization of people is very frustrating. Yeah, it's always the woman. It's never like my brother or anything like that. My little brother. No, I have read a few that I have enjoyed where the tension isn't so much you can't go to bone town with my sibling or my best friend. It's more like the person who is the friend is like an honorary family member and they don't want yeah. to screw that up because this is their yeah. their their home and their or yeah. their second home or their or their safe, you know, their sanctuary yeah. and they don't want to screw that up. Like I get that completely. But like, you're a creep. You can't go to Bone Town with my sibling. But we, you're my best friend and we hang out all the time? Yeah. I don't understand. Maybe I'm just too picky. I think the problem is yeah. here. You know what I should do? I'm really picky about the romance novels that I read. I should start a review blog. That's what I should do. <laughs> Novel thought. Yeah, I know. See, if the, see how that works. All right. And the last one that I have on my list is I am dedicated to my career and the choices that I have made, but I will give up my entire personal and professional life for you. The end. That's wild. You've read that before, right? Yeah, but that that is so wild. Isn't that just, it's just incredible. And unhealthy. Yeah, it's, it's part of the whole theme where a lot of the time, the protagonists, especially in contemporary romance, 
they're very isolated. Like they don't have friends. They don't have a support network. They don't have people to hang out with. They don't like, it's just them. And as a supremely introverted person who doesn't like to leave the house, if you were to like meet me and become friends with me, you would know about my other friends. I have friends like these, the isolation part where it's like only the relationship is the important thing. No other relationships are more important than the one that is happening in the romance, including your relationship with your work, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your family. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. So that was my last one. That was a good list. It was a good list. I think I won. I feel guilty. You did. I, you did I win. overprepared. Don't feel guilty. I overprepared. Well, that's, <laughs> that's I overprepared. not a surprise. My last good one that I love, one of my favorite ones I love respectful pining. Like when one character has it so bad for the other, but also knows of reasons not to bring those feelings forward and those reasons yeah. are valid. And, and like now's not a good time. Now is not a good time for the fact that I've been in love with you for 25 years. So I'm just going to hold on to it for another 25. That'll be fine. And there becomes a point <laughs> where it's like, okay, you got to shit or get off the pot. Like, yeah, make a decision. Sure. I don't like indecisiveness. I really hate it in myself, especially. I love making decisions, but I love respectful pining. So what are you reading? And then I'm going to tell you a joke. I am reading a Korean therapy memoir. Um, I did not know those words went, what? Tell me. So it was originally written in South Korean. um, And I guess like one of the members of BTS loves it. And so that's part of the marketing um, for oh, it. that's so cute. Um, I did not know that BTS was a marketing strategy for books, but of course yeah. it is. Can you imagine if there was a BTS book club? Oh, that'd be great. <gasps> for sure. Oh my um, and I asked my brother how to pronounce this, so I don't even remember if it's right. Uh, but it's called I Want to Die, But I Want to Eat Duck Bulky, which is these like like rice cake noodles. I've had them. They're delicious. I want to die, but um, I want to eat rice cake noodles. Yeah. And I, I like, can, I can, I can relate to that feeling. I know. It's like, I'm so sad, but I love food so much. And that's kind of what's keeping me going right now. It's just like, you know, the thought of never eating nachos again bums me out. Um, so that is what I'm reading right now. A little bit different than what I usually go for. But the title captured me. Um, and apparently, like, it was pretty successful in South Korea. And they, awesome. they just translated it to English. It came out November. It came out this month, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. I am still reading very slowly, Tranquility by Tuesday. There are nine different steps for... Basically managing your schedule so that you feel more tranquil and and can just be chill, which is like always my goal. I I embrace tranquility. (laughs) Um, I could be an overwatch. I could be that little character who flies around. I embrace tranquility. So one of them is to plan the week ahead on Friday afternoon. But then like not only just the weekend and the week ahead, but the following weekend. So now Adam and I have started sitting down on Friday afternoons and he looks at his work calendar and I look at my work calendar and we add things to each other's calendar. Like if he has meetings with the camera on in his office, then I know that I'm like the person to come to. So I should not be doing something where I can't be interrupted. Like I won't schedule a podcast during that time. It's actually made things a lot more chill because we both know what to expect. Plus we host Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving is like 10 days away. 
So we had like yeah. a whole discussion about what we're doing and like his parents are coming, what are we cooking, that kind of thing. And so I can sort of look ahead and feel a lot more relaxed. I'm like, oh, this is nice. Two of the other ones are um, move your body in some way for at least 10 minutes by three o'clock p.m. Mm. Like, oh, that's doable. And the other one that I really appreciate because I'm, I, I don't know if you know this, but I can be a little aggressive with myself and my own goals and tasks. I don't know if you've witnessed you that. You witnessed that at all? I'm a little bit driven when it comes to prodding myself. Yes. Three times a week is good. Three times a week is a habit. It doesn't have to be yeah. every day. So like sometimes if I get up and I am just not feeling like working out, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tired, I'm achy, whatever. I don't have to be like, but you must do it every day. No, three times yeah. a week is a habit. Ooh, I like this. So, so, so far, I have found this book very, very cool. And I still recommend Season of Love by Helena Greer. Do you know about this book? Yes. So I think you recommended both uh, The Tranquility One and Season of Love in what you're reading I over did. the weekend. I did. Yeah. Season of Love is so good. Amanda, I read it in one day. It's I about, thought you were recommending it to Shana. Oh, my, I'm like mad at myself that she wasn't like the first person I thought of. I gifted <laughs> it. I gifted it to a friend of mine. The I told you I was the matron of honor in a lesbian wedding like a bunch of yes. years ago, right? So I sent it to um, one of them. Well, the, her her wife passed away a couple of years ago. So I sent it to my friend and I was like, um, listen, so this looks like a Christmas book, but everyone who owns this Christmas tree farm is Jewish. And she went, what? <laughs> like, yeah, this is right. It really captures that feeling of being Jewish and being completely surrounded by Christmas. Like it's everywhere and you can't escape it, but you're just, you're going to keep going and being Jewish anyway. And all the yeah. ways they do that are just so good. And it's a really fun interview. So I'm really liking that. I just finished listening to Revenge in Rubies and I'm waiting for my hold in Evil and Emerald to come in. And Ooh. that's what I'm listening to. I Those think are some I'm, catchy titles. They are really good titles. Those are the Harriet Gordon mysteries. Oh, I have a small cat on my desk. Hello, lady. Oh. Little tiny lady. All right. Are you ready for this week's joke? I'm going to share this joke with you so that you can share it with Brian. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Why did someone upgrade from LGBTQ to LGBTQ plus? I don't know. So they could use pronouns rather than standard nouns. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I every now and again I will encounter a joke and I'll just be like, oh, I can't tell anyone this. I have to use it for the ridiculous. I know. I'm still also really tickled in the uh, in the podcast Discord. I'm still annoyed that the fans of Niall Horan are not called the Nihilists. Nihilists. I'm like That's so mad. Like I actually want to like go find his publicist and be like, can I do an interview with Niall Horan and just <laughs> ask him why his supporters are not called Nihilists? I just, I need to know. Need to what know are why. they called instead? I don't know. It's probably something like Nihilators. Nowerlators. Horan. Horan. Horny Horans. I don't know. Okay, wait. <laughs> what are... Niall Horan's fans called. Oh my God, it just auto-filled. Niall Horan says the official name for his band fan base is the Horan Dogs. I don't like that. I like Nihilists <laughs> better. I don't like that. I like <laughs> Niall Nation. Nihilers? No, no Nihilists. No. How, how, is, how is no one 
on this. I don't understand. Maybe because most people who are fans of Niall Horan don't know what a nihilist is, is my guess. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it seems kind of obvious to me, but oh well. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you to Amanda for saving my bacon. I have paused the episode that was meant to run this week, and I will run it in the future. My hope is that the HarperCollins union can come to an agreement with HarperCollins and that the strike will end. But until then, we do not cross picket lines. If you have cliches you would like to challenge us with, or just tell us what your favorite cliche is, we want to know. You can email me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com or Sarah with an H at smartpitchestrashybooks.com. And also, if you are a member of the Patreon and would like to be part of our year-end episodes, check the Patreon feed for information on how to do that. On behalf of everyone here, we wish you the very, very best of reading. Have a wonderful weekend. We will see you back here next week. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.